Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Going on the record, I am Brother Priest. Today is January 22nd, 2017. This is a 2017 proclamation of the acceptable year of the Lord. From 1999 all the way through 2016, there have been continued slayings, murders, of Negro and Latino people by the police and on our own hands. Every seven years is to be counted as a sabbatical year. A proclamation, public proclamation of an acceptable year unto the Lord is the year where it is proclaimed that the debts of these people who have been in bondage are to be set free. Their property is to be returned to them. Their names are to be returned to them. The one or ones that can set them free or the next kin. And this is the beginning of an acceptable year to do such. So know all men by these present that on this day, this is a proclamation going out to the entire universe that any and all of those who hear and understand shall participate in the work in the return of property, of land, of name, the release of spiritual debt, the release of commercial debt, and setting these people free. There was 400 years that our people were set into slavery. It was a sentence of 400 years. And whether you count it from 1492, 1500, 1550, 1600, 400 years has come and gone. But after those 400 years of servicing your debt, it's just like coming out of prison. 
when you go out of prison, you've been away for so long that the times have changed and you don't know exactly how to readjust to society. Sometimes you have a problem trying to find a job because you got a felony on your record. So sometimes you don't know what to do, so you turn back to the same life that you knew before, doing the same wicked things you were doing before. So when our time had been served, that's exactly what happened to our people. And we pronounce that from 1611 to the year 2011 is a legitimate 400 years. It just so happens that the United States of America, which is a British colony under the monarchy rulership of Queen Elizabeth II, had a jubilee during and around the 2010 time frame. And she went across the earth setting slaves free. She visited the United States of America to set bond servants free. And the people were asleep and didn't know what she was doing. And at some time, there had to be a proclamation of an acceptable year to begin to return these things back to these people who have been freed. And when they were freed, they're coming out of prison. They don't know how to conduct themselves and make the adjustments. They don't even feel like they're free. They don't know what to do with themselves. But the time has come that for the last seven years, six and a half to seven years, beginning from the underground, this work that we've been doing to restore the name upon these people who are the people of the Most High God Almighty is coming to its surface with this proclamation. So there are many people all across this earth that we've been speaking to, helping, teaching, guiding for the last seven years. Many people that have heard what it is that we as a nation have been charged with. And now it's time for it to come into fruition. So those of you who seek to do the work of the Most High Almighty God and to do right by people to drop your bigotry, your racism, 
to stop worrying about Donald Trump and get on about your father's business. We need to be active and going to do this work and outreach to those who have ears to hear it, not those who claim to already have it together. As the scripture says, it's not those that are well that need us, it's those that are sick. But the problem also is those that think that they're well just don't know how unhealthy they are. And although they think that they know the truth, they've missed some points altogether. But at some point, you have got to get out here and do the work that's necessary to begin to change your community. Now, the first thing we have to be, begin to do is to police our own neighborhoods. Now they, they're killing our people. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse unless you come out of the thinking and the behavior that you've been in after being released from this 400-year bondage. Our people have been more savage than they have ever been before in these last seven years. They've been more savage than you can imagine. Our people putting babies in the microwaves. Sisters. Sister running over another sister pregnant with her car, running over a pregnant woman with her car. And you look around and all these people claiming to God, Jesus, but there's a work to be done that's been missing. So this proclamation goes out beyond just your brother, beyond just this nation. Let those who have ears let them hear because a higher power is at hand. A higher power is behind this. What do you need to do? You need to be thinking about purging yourself of this wickedness that is within you, this greed, fornication, adultery, murder, homosexuality, lesbianism, filthy eating habits, and start thinking about what can you do to help somebody else, to help spread a message to your brothers and sisters that's going to change this situation with us. The percentages of murders or deaths, as they call it, in America for Negro and Latino people versus the other uh, said nationalities within North America 
are 75 to 85% higher for Negroes and Latinos than any other races of people. The things going on in Chicago with the gang violence, it's frequently pointed out about the Negroes in Chicago that are killing one another, but what about the Latino brothers and sisters that are doing the same? If you don't put into action basic principles of love, real love, setting aside your said religious beliefs, but unifying under real love, love doesn't have to be just designated for so-called religion or a way of life. It can and should go beyond all division. Try giving of yourself for a change. Try making a sacrifice to go help somebody else and asking others to forgive you for the things that you've done wrong in your past. But what we're going to do is announce our Fishers of Men Outreach Program. Where we will help those that we can, and we will ask for assistance from anyone that wants to assist. We need to police our communities, educate our people on how to deal with the police. We need to change our dress code, particularly while driving. So I want to share that with us right now. Brothers, specifically you. The types of clothes that you wear, particularly while driving, is going to draw more attention to you. So I want to suggest to you that while you are driving, you do not wear dark color shirts such as black, navy blue, dark blue, orange. And then the types of shirts that you wear. Some of you may not be fond of this, but this will help to save your lives. Button-up shirts, polo-style shirts, light color shirts, tan, those types of colors, not pinks. I'm not suggesting pinks but neutral colors like tan, maybe a magenta, striped shirts that are button-up shirts, collared shirts, polo-style shirts. Wear no baseball hats, tilted, cocked to the side, turned to the back while driving. If you can help it, wear no hats on your head at all while driving. 
Wear your seatbelt. If you're stopped by police, speak to them like you have some sense. Don't challenge them if you don't want to end up underneath their billy club for no justifiable reason at all, let alone end up in the grave over a traffic stop. Police stop one brother. I don't. I can't remember where this occurred, but this was recently. Stop one brother for a traffic stop. He ends up fleeing the scene, getting shot in the back, and he's dead. So you have to be mindful to show some type of self-restraint, self-control, and self-discipline when you are dealing with these police officers. During the election, the day of the election, all over the country, there was voter intimidation going on. And the whole idea of Donald Trump taking office has caused the country to label him a racist. Whether he is or not is almost irrelevant because too many people believe it particularly our people, believe that he is, and too many of those of his own people believe that he is. To the point where you have Klan members showing up to voters' polls all across the country so there's a racial divide And it seems as though it's going to continue to be perpetuated. And our people need some discipline, some guidance, but we also need some chastisement. But we need it from our own. We need to deal with ourselves. We need to confront ourselves. I'm asking that all of those of you are fathers who don't have your children in your life, no matter what the situation is, every one of these Negro and Latinos children that are all across the country, they're all your children. You're all brothers and sisters. So you're the father of other fathers father's children who are absent in those neighborhoods so we should act like we are fathers we should show those concern we need we need strong courageous men to come join us and help us to defend our people from themselves while policing our people and protecting them. Because if we leave it up to these police officers, which is something we shouldn't have to do, they're just going to keep murdering us and getting away with it. And it would be justifiably so. If you don't have the courage and the commitment and the love to stand up 
to your own children and chastise them where necessary. The Negro and Latino man need to stand up and go clean up his household. So whether your children are with you or not, look at all these children as yours, and if you can help one of them avoid a situation that you ought to be doing. So we hope to formulate groups of men all across the country to help us on this mission. Police our neighborhoods and look after our own and clean up our own affairs. Brother been in jail. What is this guy's name? Um, forgive me. I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to try to see if I can find it very quickly. In jail, 35 years, unjustly. Gets a appeal after 35 years. And gets out of prison. On a technicality. Not proof of his innocence, but by happenstance, where they are procedurally incorrect, a judge on an appeal allows him or is attempting to get him out. This is a Texas court that I'm talking about. Allows him to go free. This is Gatesville, Texas. The man's name is Jerry Hartfield. Or, yeah, excuse me, Jerry Hartfield. I don't know about you, but to spend 35 years in prison when you are innocent, I guess you would appreciate your freedom. But does that really rectify an unjust, an unjust imprisonment? And the point that I want to make is, as long as you keep allowing your ceiling of development and the civilization of your people to be taken care of by these police and these courts, you're putting yourself at risk for injustice. Now, I'm not saying that all these people are bad. Most certainly all these police officers are not bad. And we shouldn't think of them as them specifically being an enemy for us. They show themselves to be, as so it looks, but we don't want to approach life like that. The better thing to do is go police yourself. So what do I mean? Well, listen, sometimes you have to deal with street justice. Sometimes you have to deal with dealing with these matters yourself. 2015, 255 
black people killed by police. Verifiable. 15 black women killed by police. I'm going to see if I can pull up some of these names. Walter Scott, 50 years old. Bernard Moore, 62 years old. Laval Hall, 25. Jonathan Paul, 42. Jamie Croom, 31. Terry Garnett, Jr., 37. Monique Deckard, 43. Tony Robinson, Jr., 19. Tyrone Lawrence, 45. Andrew Williams, 48. Dwayne Ward, Jr., 29. Yvette Henderson, 38. Shaquille Barrow, 20 years old. Kendra Omari Alston, 16. I have a list of over 500 people murdered by the police within the last year and a half, Negroes and Latinos. I don't see any Asian, Japanese, Chinese. I don't even see any African names on these lists. So for some reason, the police don't find it, and the courts obviously don't find it incompatible for them to kill us dead in the street. There's a statistic that is out that says a black man is killed in the United States of America, particularly North America, every 28 hours by police. You can go look this up. And that was in 2013. Look up an author named Adam Hudson and look up a black man is killed in the U.S. every 28 hours by police. So with this proclamation for and on the record, the responsibility that we all have is to be our brothers and sisters keeper and to take this seriously enough to say you got to start thinking about sharing no matter how how uh, much you have or how little you have, you got to start thinking about spreading the love. I know that it's dangerous to deal with our people. I'm not a fool. So you have to use the discernment. Help those who legitimately display that they really seek help. Do something to help somebody, even if it is to spread a good word. Spread words of encouragement. 
Don't just go out on the corner and drop a few pennies in the local panhandler's box or bucket. How about share a few words of encouragement? Point them in a direction where they can get help. Ask them what kind of help do they need. If you just did that once in a year, and everybody you knew just did that once in a year, just think about how many people that would affect in a positive way. You don't you can't determine the exact outcome, no. But how many times do you sit back and think about those who are less fortunate than you instead of the greed that we're in? See, part of the reason why our people people suffer so much and are getting murdered by the police is because deep down inside, we don't have the love for one another and for ourselves that we really need. Stinginess, selfishness, greed. Purge yourself of these things. Help someone. Reach out to someone with a good word. Point them in a direction that they can get some help. So I say to you today, think about these things. I'm not here to say it in any type of graceful, poetic way. I just hope that the idea of what I'm trying to transfer here gets across. This is a public announcement to go from here to the heavens. And the heavens will hear and respond. And let this be multiplied. Let the truth be multiplied. And let these people during this acceptable year that are the lost sheep be made aware of who they are. Let their true names be returned to them in their consciousness. Let them be forgiven for their debts commercially. Let them be freed from bad mortgage debt, bad credit card debt. And if you need some help, there are people in this nation that can help you. You might have problems with mortgages and mortgage foreclosures. Maybe we can help you. Some of us know how to do that. But more so than anything, you need this spiritual debt to be lifted off of you. And I don't know if you all have felt like this, but I know whenever in my life that I've actually owed someone money, that has been like a burden on my head. It has been constantly weighing on my head. Oh, my Lord, I got to go pay these people this money. Well, if you seek a better life as you deserve a better life, particularly when you really desire to change your life, You shouldn't be wallowing around in lack. 
begging. But the reason you wallow around in lack, the reason why you don't have enough is because you don't give sincerely from yourself or from your heart to a cause that is bigger than you. You don't support one another like you should. You don't look at your brothers and sisters with the love that you should. You're so hateful and arrogant. And somebody needs to tell you, and your brother is telling you to look at yourself. Brothers, we have to have the courage to stand up to our own people and tell them the truth. And I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. It is not my intent to hurt you, but the truth hurts. And if it fits, it's going to hurt. But the hurt and the pain that you feel from it, the rebuke that you feel from it, is designed to be a spanking unto you to get you corrected. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Your bond servitude slavery via the transatlantic slave trade was the initiation of a rod being put to your backside. Now, when you grow up and understand why your parents were spanking you, it was never to hurt you. Well, you had webs on your legs. Some of you bled. Well, I wasn't like you. When my parents told me something, I only had two spankings in my life. That first time I got spanked, I didn't have to get spanked again. But some of you were so hard-headed, you had to continue to get your behind whooped. Why is that? You didn't learn your lesson. And these same people in the scriptures had to fall into slavery three times. This is your third enslavement of 400 years. Your third enslavement. You were in slavery in Egypt. You were in slavery under the Roman Empire. Now you are in slavery again under the revived Roman Empire. Still ain't learned your lesson. Well, you need to suffer in order to appreciate the blessing that you have that is in front of you today. Here's the good news for you. Your bond servitude has been served. Your, your sentence for enslavement is over. You have done your 400 years. But you came out of prison, did not know how to conduct yourself, did not know how to turn, where to walk, where to go, how to think, you did not know what was going on. So this proclamation is to proclaim that for you. Those of you who are the lost sheep and the lost, lost souls of the lost sheep. It's time for your names to be returned to you, your true and holy name. It's time for you to have a guiding light on how to conduct yourself morally, spiritually, and otherwise. 
You brothers have to stand up, and you sisters have to let us stand up and get out of our way. Because I know that we've let you down. But when you see us on the rise, don't you be intimidated. You claim how much we're intimidated by you. That's what you say. Be it true or not, you say it. How about you don't be intimidated by a man being a man? And stop being so sensitive about a man taking his rightful position in your life and with his children in particular. Stop using these children as weapons to get your aggression and anger and revenge out on these brothers. If you got a problem with these brothers, send them over to us. We'll clean them up. And we'll send him back to you, a real man. If he can't hang here and get his manhood together, then damn it, he may not be able to get it anywhere. But we'll do whatever we can to get this man in order. And where it begins is in our unity and in our ability to just admit to yourself, hey, man, I've been wrong. I need to clean my act up. I need to get out here and do something for somebody other than just myself. Go do something for somebody that's a nice gesture. Extend your hand out in a kind gesture. Stop being so angry. Stop trying to argue and debate with everybody all the time. Where's the love? Where's the love amongst all of you that claim to love black lives so much? Where's the love amongst us? We can unify. We can stand up and do kind gestures that will transform our communities immediately. So I'm urging those of you who are listening and those of you who will listen in the future, share this with someone else. doesn't matter what your religious background is, your, your philosophy or otherwise. Join us and help us police our communities so that these police do not continue to murder us. The strength is in numbers, and the numbers produces a unity when we are moving towards a direction with a discipline. And that unity is more powerful than a nuclear bomb. The United States went over in Vietnam. The United States, number one military on earth, couldn't beat the little Viet Cong. They go over there with all this advanced weaponry. But that little nation, when they met you Negroes over there, they start to tell you, some of you may not know this because you may not be old enough to know, they met the Negro soldiers over there and they told the Negroes, what are you doing over here fighting us? Why are you fighting us? You got brothers over here. This is what they told us, the soldiers. And let me tell you what ended up winning. You all may not realize this. Do you know how the Vietnam, Viet Coms actually defeated the United States? They didn't defeat them with gun battle. They did, 
they defeated them with thinking strategy and with a kind, truthful gesture. Listen carefully. When they told these Negro soldiers those things while in combat, and they, some of them refused to even fight the Negro soldiers, These Negroes came back over to America and told the people that. And then the American people started to revolt against the Vietnam War. Listen good. The American people who were once all in for the Vietnam War, thinking of the Vietnam, uh, the Vietnamese, the South Vietnamese in particular, as their enemy, because if I remember this correctly, the United States was in um, they had an allegiance with the North uh, Vietnamese, if I remember correctly. If I got that off, please forgive me. Anyhow, they're telling these Negroes, what are you doing over here fighting us? They go back and tell the American people, and American people are all of a sudden like, oh, they're not the devil over there. You're over there sending our people over there to fight these people, and they're getting sent back in body bags unjustly. We don't want this war. So I'm saying that this kind gesture of these soldiers that reached out to these Negroes telling them, why are you here? And then them deciding not to kill some of these Negroes who were visibly on the other side is the gesture that started up the spirit of the American people to say enough is enough Stop this war. So a kind gesture where they were in a situation of being outgunned, although they were beating the U.S. Army down in a lot of ways. The, the, the U.S. was, they were winning battles. Yes, they were. But ultimately, it was that kind gesture. They got the spirit stirred up. Now, if that helped to stop the war to where the United States did not succeed, i.e., they lost the war, really. They lost too many men anyway. They were going there with, listen, they were going there with 200 U.S. soldiers. They might kill 5,000 Vietnamese, but they could not stop them. And they kept thinking and strategizing. And so what they did, they studied the, the, the war pattern of the United States of America. They studied their war pattern. And they realized that this United States almighty army, when they would drop bombs from an aerial position, that it was going in a certain pattern form. And at the end of that pattern, they would land their ships and put down land troops. So followed the pattern of the bombs to the end spot, waited for the soldiers. Listen, they evacuated their people in the stream of these fires. Now listen good. Bombs coming down from the heaven. They don't have that type of technology at the time. They moved all of their soldiers and all their people out of the bomb's way. 
got their soldiers to the end spot of where the, the, these uh, aircraft would line, these, these land, these helicopters and airplanes. Waited for them to get off of the helicopters and airplanes and ambush them. And with all this advanced technology that the U.S. had, they could not defeat the spirit of these people. And the kind gesture got back by word of mouth, causing the U.S. to come sit down with the North uh, Vietnamese and ask for a ceasefire and a truce with the South Vietnamese. And I'm telling you that this word of mouth being spread and the kind gesture being spread can stop this war on our people and this bloodshed. Now, it's going to take our people unifying and coming back under the banner of some type of moral code, for God's sakes. And we're putting that call out to those who want to help. But let us all go home and begin with doing something very small to extend your hand in sincerity to somebody of need. And let this proclamation begin on this very day, January 22nd, 2017. Share this with all of those that you can. And thank you for listening. Peace and blessings. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.